Oh, hi, and welcome to Gaming the Podcast. In this episode, we're returning to Returnal to discuss what getting the Platinum Trophy and playing the game for countless hours has taught us about it and its impact. Well, I say us, but it's not actually us at all. It's one of us, and it's not me. My name is John Robertson, and I am joined by Returnal Platinum Trophy Achiever Stace Harmon to talk about the game, to talk through its new Ascension update, and talk about what's left to do, seek, and understand once all of those trophies have been unlocked. Now, the new free Ascension update includes both a co-op mode and an endless survival option called the Tower of Sisyphus, and we'll be talking about both of those as part of this episode. Here's a clip to get us started. The tower was, the tower is, release. Release. Escape. Should I fall? I will climb again. From the deepest of the deep to the highest of the high. I will go there now. As you will. Okay, so co-op is part of the new update which we've played a little bit of together. But you've played much more of the updated content. So... Mm. Uh, as someone who's played a lot of the game in general what are your what's your take on it well so i was really really pleased to have a reason to have a like a directed reason to go back to returnal because i'd it you know it was my in back in december it was the game that i picked as my personal game of the year but i understood the misgivings around accessibility and how hard it makes you work and you know it was going to put it does put a lot of people off um, but as somebody that has disappeared down the rabbit hole of Returnal, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm all in on it. So when I heard that there was an update and not only was there additional content, but there was actual additional narrative content in that update. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was like genuinely excited for it to, for it to be released. And then I've played it. I mean, I wouldn't say nonstop. I'm also playing quite a lot of Elden Ring, but I've played a lot of Returnal over the last couple of weeks and have now got to the end of the the narrative side of the Tower of Sisyphus. So this is the Ascension update, which adds co-op and it adds the Tower of Sisyphus. And that, as, uh, as the name might um, clue people in on, is a never-ending cycle. Um, you You climb this tower, you go up in floors. Each floor is like a challenge room, which is primarily combat, but might also be kind of environmental traversal um, or some light, very light puzzling. And you get to a certain point in that tower where there's 20 floors and then you go on to phase two and there's 20 floors, phase three, etc. There's a boss at the end of every phase. Um, and then when you die, you go back to the beginning and there is no end to it. There is, it will just keep going and, and getting harder and harder to a point, presumably. Um, but yeah, there's no like actual hard end. You just keep going through as many waves as you can possibly manage. So they, but they've weaved, they being housemark have weaved narrative into that, um, that ascension, that climb, which they, you know, they didn't need to do. I think it would have been a perfectly, legitimate mode if it were just a score attack which is is what it is you know ostensibly is what it is it's a score attack and it's much closer to their other games like Resogun and like um nex machina it's much closer to those in in its form probably nex machina particularly in that you do a particular discrete area and then you move to another area and you do that and that there are you know optimal ways of doing that unlike nex machina this is has some degree of procedural generation or randomization in the floors it's not the same layout every single time so you can't you learn the themes you can't learn that oh floor three is always this or eight is always this um so yes i was just really really pleased to have a reason 
to go back to Returnal beyond just for my own entertainment because I have still been playing it on and off. Um, yeah, I was going to say so. Go have a reason to go back, but you. So what were what were you doing in the game before mm. before this came out? So back in in January, we had a we did an episode, didn't we? Which was like gaming New Year's resolutions, um, and one of mine in that was to get the platinum trophy in Returnal. And I'm usually not, I mean, I, I'm somebody, you know, I've probably only got, I don't know, six or seven platinum trophies, you know, going all the way back to PS3 era. So it's not a thing that I actively pursue. I don't often find enough games that have enough. Um, I'm not often interested enough in the trophy structure to hunt down every single thing. So the games that I do that for, either it happens accidentally. I remember there was like The Walking Dead. You could get the Platinum Trophy just by playing the game. Mm. Um, or you more commonly, you have to say, you normally have to kill X number of enemies with this weapon and you know all of these other things. And Returnal was a thing that I actually wanted to chase that down. And, and I did that not long after making that resolution. I did that uh, within a, probably a couple of weeks of that episode. We should check back in on that episode, actually, to see how we're, see how we're doing with those resolutions. Well, maybe not. <laughs> or maybe we should go back and remind ourselves what they are try harder make some new resolutions <laughs> in light of failing these ones um so yeah and so then i i'd so i'd i'd got all the trophies i'd got all of the the glyphs and everything else so i'd been going in just for the pure joy of playing the game in terms of because i think the combat i really i enjoy how it how it feels i enjoy that the, the moment to moment as is the, the typical sort of phrase of how the game feels to play but it is also in, i find it incredibly atmospheric played with headphones um it's just an enjoyable experience to sit down and play a cycle of returnal but i'm also still piecing together and interpreting the narrative even having seen it all i'm still and it's a, the kind of game that I will be even just before coming on to record this, you know, making a cup of coffee and then I'll, it, something will click and I'll think, oh, that's perhaps that refers to that. Or perhaps that's why the names in that particular passage are redacted because it can apply to this person or this person. So there's there's things that crop up. So I was kind of just doing it for my own entertainment with half an eye maybe on doing a couple of YouTube videos on it, um, which we've kind of talked about previously and I may eventually get around to doing so then the Ascension update comes out, which adds co-op, which is a, it was, yeah, it's an interesting point. It wasn't my main, main kind of reason to be excited about it, but it's, uh, it works reasonably well having played some of that. Um, was it not, yeah. was it not um, a point to be interested in because you played so much that you've seen it as a, a single player game? Like if, if co-op was included out there, oh, I know it's like hypothetical, it's impossible to know, but mm. If a cult was included out of the box, would that feel like a more, would that have felt, would you have been more, in, more excited, more engaged, more uh, tempted to put more effort into that mm. than if it had been, than, than as it's been released as it is like, like a, year, a year later? If the narrative structure were the same, then I don't think I would. It's a game that I would have tried out the co-op on, um, but it's not a game that I... I do view it because I because I have bought entirely into this premise because I have disappeared so far down this rabbit hole and, and you know and got all of these trophies and now as of last night in fact got all of the trophies in the Ascension update as well and evidently and as is unsurprising it's very clear from the the trophy stats that you know it's the the smallest of minorities of of players that are are that engaged with it to 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 get those trophies 
Um, I always viewed it as really as a single player experience. And I think even if Carp had been in there since the beginning, it would have been a game that I would have like, yeah, let's give it a try. But the way the narrative is delivered and the way that it's tied so directly to the the form of the experience, the needing to go through so many cycles, I think that I always would have viewed as a more of a single player thing. Um, is that just like a roguelike like thing as well? Because you need to do, you need to go through, call them cycles, call them runs, whatever. Mm. Like you need to do that in all, all of these sorts of games. So, I wonder if co-op is just a difficult film multiplayer in general, not just co-op. Uh, any sort of multiplayer is pretty difficult to, to mm. have or to have in this in, in this way. On like a, two people are in there evenly, equally taking on the, um, the the threat. Um, I guess you could yeah. have multiplayer in a more and a sort of souls like kind of game where you see although that kind of does happen in co-op in Returnal, you do see fallen um mm. other play uh, scouts fallen yes. fallen scouts yeah you do and that's i mean that's there in that's there in the single player as well and that's there that was added as a that wasn't like from the beginning that was added later on as well and so there is this notion of yeah there being uh a world outside of Returnal where there are other you know there are other cycles happening that aren't necessarily you as the individual player and when you start the co-op the two Celines kind of there's a bit of you know a small very small like cutscene bit where the two Celines meet up and and that is that is kind of subsumed into the narrative of like this is a thing that has happened in this world and you mentioned it being impossible and and it's not just now you just have to suspend disbelief and you're now mm. both Celine or you're Celine and you're like a shadow or an echo. Yeah, Celine, you're which the is, red would have been one an and easy you're way. the blue one. Yeah, yeah, which would have been an easy way to do it. I remember like Dead Space 3 really suffered with that notion of like, really it's just a single player game mm. and you're Isaac, but actually there's also this other guy, John Cutter or some generic name. I can't John Carver, Cutter, like the plasma like cutter. That. Surely that's not what... <laughs> <laughs> it might have been Carver, which isn't really any, any more subtle. It was something like that. I think it was someone just Someone just Googled Cutter synonym and like, <laughs> Carver, yeah, okay. <laughs> and that struggled with that thing of like, well, it's Isaac's story and in the cutscenes, he's there and then John's there as well. And yeah. is he part of your imagination? But actually, no, it's just, they just didn't know how to deal with it. So, um, yeah, so it's not that. It's very much you are both Celine. You have both met and your timelines have converged. And um, and that doesn't, you know, doesn't really add much to the the act, the material act of playing the co-op. But it's, uh, I like that they've worked out a way to, to make that make sense as far as Returnal goes, as far as anything in Returnal makes sense. Um so yeah, I don't think it ever would have been a big I don't think co-op ever would have been a big thing for me with with Returnal. Um so I'm interested to try it out and and yeah, and it was interesting to play it yesterday with you and to see I think early on you asked if it was like if it seemed harder and by the time we'd finished it I mean it definitely is there are definitely more enemies and there's more instances of of like mini bosses spawning that happens a lot mm. more than it does in the single player to kind of try and balance things out a bit you're also restricted to I believe from what I've seen of yesterday's play you're restricted to the hosts kind of level so we didn't have like the grapple hook thing, for example. Um, and you didn't have, I didn't have like the lava boots that allow you to just wade through lava to get pickups or go underwater or any of that stuff. Um, and it may just be that actually you never get that. I don't know. It may just, but, but anyway, the co-op is a, it's an interesting addition. It's like a, okay, Returnal was updated. It's got co-op. Oh, cool. I'll check that out at some point. 
Whereas Ascension or the Tower of Sisyphus side of it was much more, um, that was like an active, I'm going to play that immediately. I'm going to mm. update it and, and, and dig into that. And I think, and that adds a lot. It does add a lot to the narrative without the temptation. I'm glad that Housemark haven't been tempted to. It feels like a natural extension or even just not even an extension, just a natural part of the story. It's not like, oh, Returnal was really successful. We're going to do an update or, you know, successful enough anyway to justify an update. We're going to do an update. We need to add in some narrative stuff. Oh, no, we told a complete story. So now we need to like just shoehorn this stuff in. It isn't that at all. It's There's a real meaningful kind of continued exploration of the themes that are in Returnal. And for me, one of the biggest things of that is that the game, the fact that it, it is a game is used to deliver that story and forms a part of that story. Your experience in playing Returnal forms a part of the narrative that is being delivered to you and the themes of struggle and this, you know, the never ending cycle and, and repeating mistakes that have gone before and trying to fix those and then making your own mistakes in the process. All of these things can be found in the narrative as is being delivered to you about the characters that exist in the game. But all of those things also are part of your own experience and where, you know, your own struggles in that, where you decide that, no, I've had enough or where you, maybe you put it down and come back to it later on. All of that, if you want it to be, and this is how far down this rabbit hole I am, if you want it to be, all of that is part of the story that Returnal tells. It's not just a, you know, a story on that side of the screen that can have an effect on you. It's a a story that you are actively participating in. And, and yeah, and they've just kind of, but gone on along further down that track really and and threaded more stuff in um and yeah i mean it, it absolutely as far as i'm concerned it's it absolutely deserves the the bafta wins that it got recently um and uh, yeah and i'll keep playing it despite the fact that i've like got all the trophies and everything else so did they not add new trophies for this update or, or yeah so that yeah there were so there's the base game so i got the, the platinum trophy for that back in january and then this update added seven new trophies uh most of which i would say certainly a couple of which were combat related but most of which were kind of narrative related like see this ending or get to, they're a bit more cryptic than that but that's effectively what it's tied to um then you say and, wow, they, yeah. have you got all of those now yeah so i got i finished the last one last night and that was like the uh the trophy I can, i'll say what the, the trophy's called um i think it's uh gain gain a gain a moment of respite or, or a moment's respite or something like that it's there's a but even that doesn't and that's a, another thing that i'm glad that housemark didn't do was tie everything up with a big bow they they've resisted the temptation of doing that all the way along. And that's one of the things that I read as one of the reasons that I've been pulled so far through it is because there isn't a point where all of the interpretation that I've had and other people have had, and I've watched various YouTube videos and read stuff about, you know, people's theories on, on the narrative. There isn't a point where they say, okay, all of that theorizing is cute. And that's nice. We're really pleased that you got that engaged in the game, but here really is the definitive end. And here is what really happened. And here is what all of this really means. They mm-hmm. don't do that at any point. And that's quite, you know, I respond quite a lot to that. I think probably a film like, if I were to liken it to a film, a film like Memento on the first couple of viewings, Christopher Nolan's Memento does that, but there is a definitive, you know, that you can, decipher that to a point where this is the 
the order of things. And that film achieves it mostly by having a, you know, being kind of not being in chronological order. Um, there was an Easter egg on the DVD. I remember actually for that I had years ago that if you put in a certain input on the menu, you could actually watch the film in chronological order, which spoils it a bit for me. But don't know anyway. how sensible it is to put Easter eggs on DVDs. I mean, not in the not, no. in, the, not in the heat. <laughs> not this. Yeah, well, it is the time of year. <laughs> That's for a dad joke. That's a dad so, joke. So uh, let's move on. Um, yeah. So that was the that yeah a film like that. But even then, again, the fact that this is a game, the fact that the experience is delivered through the game, and I don't even really mean just the personal the personal stuff that's laid on top of it. I don't mean like the imprinting that I have done, you know, in the relationship between Celine and her, her offspring and her mother. Um, there, like there's stuff there that, you know, when you just read or see stuff, you relate, can relate to things. I don't mean that. I mean, the very fact that you play the game and you, you die and you repeat and you die and you repeat, it takes a video game concept of death and weaves that in. And there is effectively no escape for Celine, even having done everything and seen everything, there is no, there is no, oh, and she rides off into the sunset. Yeah. Well, I was going to um, say, have you seen that film, Live, Die, Repeat? It's called Live, Die, Repeat in mm-hmm. the US. It's called something else in the UK, the Tom Cruise film, when yeah. when, when he just keeps going for the same thing, um, but, but he does eventually Edge solve of tomorrow. it. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. Uh, he does eventually solve it, and then he does ride off into the sunset. As a, yeah, and there's another one with Jake Gyllenhaal as well. Um, Source oh, Code or something yeah. it's called. Like yeah. that. I didn't I really didn't, like I that. Didn't like that either. <laughs> but, but yeah, Live Therapy I thought was like big dumb fun. Source Code was I don't know. It was not as clever as it was. Trying to be too clever. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so there isn't a. Well, I don't feel, and I've watched, there was a particular video that I watched um, that I thought did a really good job of kind of deciphering a lot of this stuff um, by uh, Jacob Geller. Um, and it's called Return Always a Hell of Our Own Creation. And that brings up some really interesting points. But one of the things I was most pleased about is that despite the seeming finality or or the, it seems like a definitive accounting of Returnal's narrative, it is still just an interpretation. There isn't, no matter how kind of, there's still some points that are up for debate and that can be contested. And I think that's, I don't know, it just feels refreshing to have that, that it's a game that is willing to say, you, no matter how many hours you've put in, you don't, there is no final door that you unlock where we say, well done, pat you on the head, here's the answers you're looking for. It invites more, it invites more thought, invites more interpretation. And some people, you know, just don't care. And I fully understand that. But it is a thing that I've, you know, I've really enjoyed going, uh, exploring. And and as I say, maybe there's, you know, more more content to come from that because it's something I'd like to ex- have a reason to explore more um, and look up all of the references and all of the, you know, like the mythology references and everything else. So, yeah, it's a game that has meant a lot. You know, it's been out, what, a year now? Um, Almost pretty a much. year, yeah. yeah. April 30th, 2021, it came out. Yeah, so, and I've played it, not non-stop, for sure, non-stop. but I've played it, I've played it a lot. <laughs> How many hours is <laughs> there as in, <laughs> There have definitely been times when I've taken a break from playing it and have played other stuff and then come back to it, you know, weeks later, but... It's certainly, yeah, probably one of my most returned to games, <laughs> um, which is, yeah, quite fitting, I guess. Why is um, that? Because you spoke about the narrative, but mm. the narrative, well, I mean, it could be, but I was going to say the narrative surely can't be over all that amount of time 
given that you've seen all the narrative elements, mm. can't be the reason for returning to it so regularly. No, I mean, it is, I think simply it's just a, a real, I find real pleasure in in playing it it feels good everything what are you trying to do each time do you have like a goal like when you sit down and play it is it just like to do to go as far as you can to score more to get a different set of loadout or what yeah so the thing that i've used as my own sort of motivation if not so it's not a purpose but motivation is that there are certain weapon traits um every weapon has different traits and you can up grade those they're, they're in different tiers and you can upgrade those and to upgrade them you have to find the weapon in the first place it has to have those particular traits because they can be ran they are randomized amongst you know from a pool of traits and then you have to use the gun for long enough to upgrade that particular trait so that's how that's what i've been doing with i've been doing runs where i don't pick like a gun based on what biome am i in and what is the best tool for the job i pick it based on i still have this bit to up to unlock unlocking it doesn't do anything it doesn't you know it doesn't add anything um uh certainly not from a narrative standpoint or even from a completionist standpoint there is no like oh yes you've got the trophy for unlocking every every trait um but that's just basically what i've been using as a way of like what else is there for me to to find but the reason i turn it on in the first place is not to unlock weapon traits it's because it's just enjoy i find it really enjoyable to spend time in that world and to sometimes just reflect on how far I've come. I remember when I first started playing and was doing the Overgrown Ruins, which is the very first biome, which for some people will be what Returnal is. That like they won't have ever got past that because that final boss, the first boss rather on that level, Frack, is hard. Um, but when I first started playing that, I was the the environment suggested to me that I should be like almost creeping through mm. that. You know, it's all dark. It's you. The visibility is quite poor. You can fall down gaps randomly. Like it's claustrophobic. It, it it's, it's like a literal is, yeah. cave system. There are some mm-hmm. more open areas, but you know, you're just going back into the cave bit in, in, in like shortly after going into an yeah. open area. And several of those, yeah, the the kind of the walls are kind of I feel like they're closing in around you, and the undergrowth itself feels like it's growing up to kind of obscure your vision and and feels you know it all feels very alien and it's very well done and i think the sound design that it won uh, or audio achievement that it won a bafta for kind of uh, is a nod to that that it makes it feel like a another planet in the way that it is meant to but I, yeah i started very tentatively and very you know go into a, a room just to have a look maybe back out again and and i'm now at a stage where i try in that first biome to just do the entire biome at like a full pelt, pelt run and I've You're noticed like Neo in the Matrix Three versus Matrix yeah One. yeah basically yeah I've kind of yeah I've I, I'm beginning to believe and and now I do and and then I'm interested to see that actually the better you do in that first biome the game will throw harder stuff at you if you are doing particularly well which is interesting I haven't got like a metric to measure what that means i don't know if it's a a question of if you're doing it at a certain pace or if you get through a certain number of rooms in a certain amount of time or if you haven't been hit for a long time but it will start to throw hard there's bosses mini bosses that only normally appear from like the second or third biome onwards that will appear in that first biome if you are doing well enough and i know that that's the case because on another run i've like not done so well and that that boss hasn't appeared so it appears very directly to be like a rising challenge it rises to meet you to give you a reason to still play those early ones, even once you've kind of rinsed them of of any sort of directed content, there's still um, the game is still responding to you. So, 
So yeah, and that's a mini challenge of just, can I do it full pelt? Can I not get hit? Can I end it with, you know, having upgraded my health to this point? Um, I don't really do the bosses anymore. Um, I think I've probably unlocked all of the kind of the story stuff for the bosses because you have to fight them a certain number of times to get there, uh, to fulfill like that, to get a hundred percent on their, their story stuff. Um, so it isn't that side of the challenge. It's just the, it is just the act of being in the game running around being good at the combat, I guess. The actual feel of the way that the combat works with the half press on the trigger, I think, is really well implemented, particularly when I've played other games um, recently, a couple of which haven't come out yet, so I can't talk about those, but that don't utilise the tools that that the DualSense controller gives you or would give developers. Um, and so that's... It just feels... It, it's, it feels good. Um, it's probably mm. the most technical uh, element of that side of it that it yeah just feels good to play and it is like resogun used to as well i remember the same thing on resogun i'd play that over and over again that was more of a pattern recognition than than perhaps this is but there is a thing of learning the timings of the attacks that you just pick up without perhaps even being aware of it um so yeah it's just an enjoyable game to play that i think i've played as much as i have in large part because there's always something new to find um or has been something new to find on the narrative side. Uh, but yeah, the reason I pick it up is just because it feels good to play. Yeah. So is that going to continue into the future now that you've platinum, platinum there? You've, you've done, it sounds like you've done everything that was plans to be done in the game or is that? Yeah. Or is that I mean, I right? think it will now, I mean, I have in, in terms of the trophies I have, I think um, I've seen, I believe I've seen all of the, all of the, there's rooms where you go in and it kind of, uh, it, there's these monoliths or these, um, glyph tablet kind of things that you, you decipher and you can read those. I think I've seen all of those. I think I've seen the, like the remembrances of these, these like past civilizations where these, all these particles, um, zoom together to form these pictures, 3D pictures. And you get a bit of like narrative from that, Celine voices, some, some stuff over that. So yes, I believe I've seen all of that. Um, so now I think it probably does become more a, a pure score attack thing because as much as I've played Returnal, it amuses me to see it's that typical thing of, you know, you think you're quite good at a game and then you look at the online leaderboards. Oh, okay. So I am on my last count as of last night playing the, uh, the Tower of Sisyphus mode. My highest score is something like five and a half million, which is. Seven thousandth out of nine thousand and something. So there's nine thousand odd players, as I understand it, who have attempted that or have registered a score or played it online or, you know, whatever. And despite my five odd million feeling high, feeling like I've worked for that, um, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm nowhere compared to, to a lot of people. So I may, you, I may just see, and I don't, I, there are, there are very hard limits. I know that I'm never going to get to like, you know, top well pick a number hundred thousand whatever well i'm certainly not gonna get there the top person i believe has got something like 317 million um and they've got to wave 32 which i don't even know how long that would take my i'm on like wave the end of wave four is the high is the furthest i've got so uh yeah to be on wave 32 which is 20 each has 20 sets of levels 31 and a bit times um yeah i won't be getting there 
I'd like to see a video of that, of how they're doing that. It's like, that is like Neo stuff. That's like, you don't even need to look at what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is a score. There's still the score attack stuff, which I will continue to, I will continue to play. And I do think, and we've talked about this about, you know, potentially putting out YouTube videos on various topics, but return on is one of those that I would like to explore that give my own interpretation of the narrative. And so there is a, like playing it for that purpose to keep in touch with it to keep those thoughts kind of current to make notes as i'm playing it voice notes i've been making to myself clipping bits of video for potential videos later on so yeah there is well, you promised it now well that's yeah i've said it uh it would be yeah somebody should hold me hold me to that and then it might motivate me to do it so yeah there's still going to be reason to carry on playing it um i think possibly more so even then I had reason to carry on playing Hades, which after about my 450th hour, we did like a video a while back, a podcast a while back about 400 hours in Hades. I think I did a good few, oh, I carried on playing it for a good while after that, but I'm probably on about 450 hours. And I have finally kind of, I mean, I haven't picked that up for several months. So I think I finally kind of like laid that to rest at least for now until, um, Supergiant bring out an update for that perhaps uh so yeah returner will be kind of my background game i think for for quite a while um it's kind of you know it's that moody late night put the headphones on uh that kind of experience yeah be be philosophical and reflective and either disappear down a rabbit hole or up my own backside you know musing on what it all means um yeah like where people used to go to moody smoke fields <laughs> yeah. coffee houses in austria or whatever to talk philosophy and and talk about what things mean now we put headphones on and play return on. yeah <laughs> it's become an isolationist um activity so um, to go back to mm. last year's episode, um uh may 20th episode of 2021 where it was all about returnal and the question posed and that was uh returnal being presented as a triple a game is that fair for Mm. um people reading that that messaging um based uh in comparison to what the game offers what what have you now that you've it's a year later almost mm. what are your what are your thoughts on on that same question yeah well so i think i think we 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 came to a broad i feel like we came to a broad conclusion in that episode that um it's not the typical it's not the mainstream but that it's good that it exists because it helps to show what a potentially mainstream and an experience that is presented as, um, you know, this is the next big thing from, from Sony as a publisher, what it can be. And I think, and I agree with that. And I, and I kind of, I'm, I've gone further down the, further down that line of thinking that for sure it's not going to be for everybody. And a lot of people are going to bounce off it. And were we, I think this, there's a, there's an information element to this that were this back in the day when your only source of information about a video game might have been a magazine or seeing it at a friend's house, then there's a, it takes on a different angle for me than now when you can, if you want to avail yourself of every bit of information as to what Returnal is, you can watch playthroughs, you can read, you know, reams and reams of, of 
of dialogue about it on social media and 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 get access to lots of different opinions you can find people that potentially have a similar taste to you and kind of read their view on it so i've gone to, further down the route of i think absolutely this should exist and be positioned as a big like i mean triple a that has its own connotations doesn't it like what actually does that mean in terms of <laughs> what defines AAA. But in terms of this being presented as an experience from Sony as a PS5 exclusive, as a big like console exclusive at a time, particularly when PS5 and still does need those exclusives that it, you know, has some, but not loads. Um, I'm all for it existing in that space. And I think this may come to be no, you know, be like the very definition, I think of like a cult classic, because it's going to be a thing that lots of people are aware of. And it has a very vocal and uh, dedicated fan base. And I can see that through, like, not just the the discourse online, but things like the trophy data are interesting sources of information for that kind of thing. Because, of course, there's like, oh, this particular trophy has been achieved by 0.6% of players. But what's interesting to me is to look at the trophies that you have to get in the run-up to that one and to see how closely they are... Um, how many players are achieving that run of trophies. So it isn't like, oh, you know, 60% of people beat the first boss and then it drops off massively. Like there is a drop off, of course. But in that final stretch, it's like if you did the trophy that's perhaps fourth to last in terms of the narrative, if you've got that one, there isn't anywhere near as much of a drop off for the people that have gone through that path and got that last one. So it seems like all to say, I think it, I interpret that as it seems like the people that are invested are very invested. They're not, they're not getting these things by accident. They're kind of on a, on a, you know, mission. If you've got that far, it's sticky enough that you're going back and going to the end rather than just, Oh, it was that thing where I got to the last boss and I got stuck and I just never did finish it. It's like, it feels like there is a, a group of people that are really pursuing um pursuing the end game in that sense um and so i think it will become yeah it'll become a cult classic in the in the way that i understand it of like it's not going to be for everybody it's not going to be massively popular lots mm. of people are going to be aware of what it is or the its name even but it, the the people that do really care about it think it's you know a masterpiece and that's that's the camp that i fall into whilst understanding that and very much understanding that not everybody's going to feel like that. I mean, I was, I was playing it at a time when you couldn't suspend the, it sounds so elite or something, doesn't it? But I started playing Returnal when you couldn't suspend the cycle. Yeah. And it was like to play this game, you had to make actual life, life choices. How dramatic am I being? You had to make actual like logistical choices. Sounds like a high barrier to entry, this. It it does a little bit, doesn't it? You had to make real life, you had to have made life choices five years ago, about where you wanted to end up. Logistical choices about, I'm going to play this game. I can't, um, I basically can't save it is what it meant. It meant you can't stop playing Returnal halfway through and go and play something else. And they have now patched that in. You can now suspend the cycle, as it's called, which means you can put it into a state of like a single point of save, close the game, go and play something else, and then, or somebody else in your house can play something else on the PlayStation. And then you can come back to it, reboot the game and, and, um, pick up from that point i mean it's a basic thing it doesn't it's not like this is i'm talking about alien technology here but it's that didn't exist and for quite a while actually and i know that it actively put people off understandably so i'm pleased that that's in there hopefully it means more people will play it um as well as its status is going on to the new uh ps plus 
tier of one mm. of those tiers of subscription, which means people are going to have access to it through that as well. Which I, well, I was going to say, I guess that's part of the benefit of Housemark now being under Sony's banner, but I don't know. Maybe that's got nothing to do with it. Um, so yeah, I would, for anybody that hasn't played it, for anybody or anybody that has and has been kind of put off, I would absolutely say I <laughs> feel that. Plenty of games that I've played that I have been really not very good at. And mostly this is persistence that I've got as far as I have with Returnal. But you, what's pulled me through that is my intrigue at the narrative and my, my buying wholly into that. And so I do understand that, you know, maybe it's not for everyone. Um, but yeah, if you can, if you can not accept, but if you can buy into the idea that dying is a part of it, and that you are making progress, even if it doesn't feel like you are. You're not making always explicit progress. You don't, you know, you, you're not always, oh, well, I've, I've leveled up to this or I've done this. It, often it's just that maybe you now have access to a new type of weapon that you might find during that run. Or maybe you've got more ether to spend on saving the game halfway through your, that biome run. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, it's definitely worth it, but you know, it's, that is not going to be the case for for everyone but but i'm glad that house has made a game like that i'm glad they've made a game that is uh if you're really into it you're really into it and you know but it's not for everybody they haven't tried to sand off all those all those rough edges and and give everybody answers and and make it accessible to anybody that wants to pick up a controller not unlike perhaps elden ring um or the from software games so yeah but give it another go Maybe try the co-op with, you know, a like-minded friend who was also kind of bounced off it or is, is not, um, enjoyed it to this point. And it may be that you, you find a new sort of, well, if not a love, then maybe an appreciation for it. Uh, and in the meantime, I will continue playing it. And at some point we may have some returnal content on our Indie by Design YouTube channel, um, I just need to get my backside into gear and get that recorded. I cannot atone, so I accept. When I laid on the side of the road dying, I understood the truth. This is my home. The sense of belonging I was searching for is here. This is my place in the stars. I will stay here now. Thank you for listening. Now, before you go, just a quick reminder that you can follow us on Twitter and Discord to chat all things Returnal with us. We are at Indie by Design, as at Indie by Design on Twitter and on our Twitter bio. You'll also find a link to our Discord. How do you interpret Returnal's narrative? Have you finished or platinumed the game? How do you feel about it now compared to how you felt about it at the start? Come and let us know. It would also be great if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and do make sure to share with any friends who are as interested in video games as you are. Here at Indie by Design, our passion is to celebrate and understand the world of video games. We do that not only through podcasts, but also through the books that we make. You can visit IndieByDesign.net, that's IndieByDesign.net, to check those out and treat yourselves to any that take your fancy. Amongst our offerings are officially licensed tomes on Oddworld Inhabitants and Double Fine Productions, so head straight to those if you're a fan of the likes of Abe's Odyssey, Stranger's Wrath, uh, Psychonauts, Tim Schafer's LucasArts Games, Broken Age, Brutal Legend, and many, many more 
Thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you again next week. <laughs>